Please take your Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter 4. We're going to be looking at verse 6. And while you guys are turning there, I'm going to take a sip of water. I've titled the message, Hope in Prayer. What a great opening text for this morning about the psalmist crying out to God and God hearing his prayer. And it was great to line up with my message. In Philippians 4, verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You that, Lord, we have hope in prayer. Lord, that we can come to You and, Lord, know that our requests are heard by You and that we can spend time with You in prayer. Lord, that we don't have to go through some some person or go through some other thing, Lord, but we can just come straight to Your throne of grace and make our requests known to You, Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that, Lord, this message would uh, speak to people and that, Lord, it would be a blessing to them as it was a blessing to me to study, Lord. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In our opening verse, we're, we see that we're told that in everything we are to pray. And to be honest with you guys, I find that one of the first things in my life that slips is prayer. I find it's one of those things that sometimes it can become so casual and it can become half-hearted or insincere in our lives that in my life, sometimes I forget you know, why we pray or who we're praying to. I, I know we're praying to God and I, I know we talk to Him for our needs, but sometimes it, it's just kind of like, oh, it's the thing we do. And sometimes I forget this, what it all is. And as I was studying on this subject of prayer, the Lord brought some things to my mind and that's what I'm going to share with you and I hope it's a blessing as well. And just a couple questions that came to my mind that God helped answer. And the first question is, well, what is prayer? Well, prayer is the Christian's way of communicating with God. We pray to praise God and thank Him for all that He's done for us and to tell Him how much we love Him. We pray to enjoy His presence and tell Him what's going on in our lives and the different requests we all have. We pray to make requests and seek guidance and ask for His wisdom and prayer, when we pray to God, God loves it that we have this conversation time, just as we enjoy having conversations with our children and with those that we love as well. And fellowship with God is the heart of prayer. So prayer is the Christian's way of communicating with God. So it's not just, like I said, it's not just having communication, but when I talk with my wife, it's, it's focused, it's, you know, trying to understand what she's saying. It's listening to her. It's being focused. And when we go to God in prayer, we need to be focused with communicating with God. And not only do we talk to Him, but we also need to take that time in listening to what He has to say back in prayer and as well as in reading His his Word. Now, how how do we pray? How to pray? Well, first off, it must be done with a clean heart. Psalm 24, verses 3-4 to says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. So we see that the Bible is very clear about how we must enter into the presence of God. It must be done with a heart free from sin if we want our prayers to be heard. 
Psalm 66.18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And so we must take the time to make sure that our lives are free from sin when we enter into the presence of God. Just like how the high priests had to make sure that their lives were pure when they entered into the Holy of Holies in the temple. And God has given us that responsibility and God has given us that blessing to where we can enter into His presence anytime we want. And God says, hey, if you guys have sin in the, in the way, I, I can't, I'm, there's no communication there. There's going to be a blockage there and I can't hear everything you guys are wanting me to say. And so we must make sure that when we enter the throne of God from prayer, our lives are clean of sin, first and foremost. Secondly, we can also pray either audible or silent. It can be a private prayer or a public prayer. We must remember that our prayer must always be upwards towards God and not outwards towards men. Matthew 6, 5, or verses 5 and 6 says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So we see that we need to be sincere in our prayers. And I think of the passage of Scripture where the Pharisee is praying out loud in public and saying, Lord, I thank you that I'm not as this publican who's probably done all these things, and I'm thankful that I can give all this money to the temple and to the synagogue and all these, I can do all these great things. And the publican is off in the corner and he just beats his chest and says, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And that's the same way we need to come to God in prayer and in humility and remembering who we are. And as I said, you can pray out loud, you can pray silent, but as long as you're directing your prayer upward to God so that God can hear you and not so that men will hear you, God's going to hear your prayer. Also, it must be done in faith. James 1.6 says, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. You know, I've heard someone say a lack of answered prayer shows a lack of faith in, and trust in God and His Word. And as we read through God's Word, there's so many examples of God's people praying to Him for incredible things. And we see God answer their prayers. Just think of Elijah and how he built the altar and he put the wood and the, the offering on top of it and then he soaked it with water and he built a trench and filled that with water too and he prayed to God for fire to come down and consume it and the fire came down and consumed everything. And then afterwards he prayed for rain to finally come down after three years on Israel and it did. And we see even Joshua praying and asking for the sun to stand still and the sun stood still. And that God that they all prayed to is the same God that we get to pray to as well. And if they could trust God for all these incredible things, then we too can trust God for all these incredible things. And often in my life, I find that when I pray for something, but I doubt about it, it doesn't happen. When I go to God in prayer and say, Lord, I don't know if you can answer this prayer, but and I say my prayer, Right off the bat, it's like, well, 
you're doubting the Almighty God already. And the times when I go to Him and say, God, I know You can answer this prayer. I know You're going to see this through. And I pray for that. That's when, that's when it does come through. And that's when He answers those prayers. And so we must go to God knowing that He has the power and that He can answer those prayers. And we cannot waver in that faith. Also, we must be praying according to God's will. The Bible is very clear that when we pray, we must make sure we are praying for the right thing. James 4, verse 3 says, Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. John fourteen thirteen says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. It's very important that what we are praying for lines up with God's will and what God wants for us. If God wants us to have something, He's going to give it to us. The Bible tells us that God has good thoughts towards us and He wants to take care of us. And So if He wants us to have something, He's going to give it to us and provide it for us. But if it's something that just we want and is not in God's will and we're just asking for it for ourselves, for our, as the Bible says, that we can consume it upon our own wants and desires and upon our own lusts, then we may get a no from God. And we may not get that thing. And so we must make sure that we're praying the right way. We're making, we must make sure that we have a clean heart when we come to God in prayer. We must make sure that our prayer is focused on going to, and on it going to God and not for men to hear us. And, we must make sure that we're doing it in faith as well as we must make sure that it's what God wants us to be praying for. It's what God wants us to have. Now, another question that I that came to my mind was, well, why why pray? So we looked at what prayer is and how to pray, but why pray? Well, first and foremost is that Christ prayed. And if Jesus took time to pray, and He took the time to teach His disciples to pray, then I believe that it must be something important to Him, and therefore, we as His disciples must also take it important to us to pray. You know, there's so many times where God says, hey, let's, let's go aside for a while, and let's, let's just fellowship, and let's go pray, or you guys go on ahead, I'm going to go up to the mountaintop and pray. Or... Even just before his, he was taken in the Garden of Gethsemane, is hey, let's let's go to the garden and let's pray. And Jesus spent tons of time in prayer, and so prayer was obviously very important to him. And his disciples saw that, and we as his disciples now must see that too, and must take part in it. Another reason we must pray is because we are told to pray. Philippians four six, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. So, hey, in everything, we're supposed to be praying. Also, another reason we pray, as we discussed it earlier, is it's how we bring our requests to God. You know, God already knows all our needs and the things that we have going on in our lives, but sometimes God, I believe God withholds the answer from us because we haven't asked for it yet. It's the same thing with with raising Jerome, you know, he can say, Mommy, Daddy, Mommy, Daddy, all he wants. And we may know what he wants, but we're trying to teach him to hey, you know, what? if you just ask, ask for it, what you're wanting, ask for it, we'll give it to you. And sometimes in life, we're, there's things that God knows we have need of, but he says, hey, you haven't asked me for it. 
You haven't depended upon me for this thing yet. You've been trying to get it your own way. You've been trying to do your own thing in order to get what you want. And I have the thing you want. I have the thing you need. All you need to do is ask. And we need to realize that and say, Hey, God, I know you already know what's going on in my life. I, I know you already know what I need, but God, will you just provide in this area? Would you just take care of this? Would you, would you, would you, would you be here for me during this time? And more times than not, God will say, Hey, you, you've asked. I'll give, I'm going to give it to you. So you must bring our request to God. Another reason to pray is because our nation needs it desperately. You know, I took a church planning class this past semester with Pastor Thiessen, and he told us in that class that on average, there's three Baptist churches that are closing every year. And with the population of Canada rising, that means that the churches that are still there have more work than ever to do. And so we need to pray for laborers in our country. But not only just for laborers in our country, but for those that are running our country too, you think of the things that are going on in our country. Just just read the news one day and you see what a mess our country is in. You know, and it's it breaks my heart. Every day, just even during break time at work and the news is on and, you know, there's so many things on the news. It's, it's heartbreaking and it hurts. And we need to be praying for those that are running our nation, for them for God to do work in their lives. There's many in Parliament that aren't saved and there are some that are saved and those that are saved, we need to pray that they'll take a stand for what's right and for those that aren't saved that God will bring the Gospel to them and that they'll they'll accept Him as their Savior and that they'll begin making right decisions for Him and be able to turn our country around and start leading it in the way that it should go. We also need to pray for other Christians because they need our prayers as well. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And so yes, we need to be praying for those in our nation that aren't saved, and but we also need to be praying for those in our nation that are saved. You know, the devil's always attacking the Christians. You look at the time of back in when Jesus... After Jesus left and the church was all met together and you read through the book of Acts and just see persecution after persecution after persecution on all the Christians and especially on Paul's life. And you know what? Paul said, hey, you know what? Half the time what kept me going or most of the time what kept me going was the prayers of the churches and how they would send, they would send me letters of people praying and they'd send people to me to help and encourage me. You know, here even in Philippians chapter 4, it's verse 18 says, But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. We see that here Paul was encouraged because some people of the church sent a man with some stuff to be an encouragement to Paul. And it was an encouragement to Paul. And how many times in our lives where people have come up to us perhaps and said, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm praying for you. It's an encouragement to me. Pastor messages me constantly, all the, you know, at least once a week. Hey, just want to let you know that I'm praying for you. And in the middle of my week, that's such a blessing. 
And I'm sure there's people that do it with you guys or you've done it with others or you say, hey, just want to let you guys know that I'm praying for you. And to know that there are people bringing you toward, to the presence of God is of great comfort. And so we as Christians need to be praying for the other Christians. Another question that came to my mind when thinking about this was, well, who are we praying to? Yes, I can. we all say, well, we're praying to God, but I want to look at some things of who God is. First off, He is the all-powerful God. Jeremiah 32, verse 17 says, Ah, Lord God, behold, Thou hast made the heaven and the earth by Thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for Thee. That's the God we're praying to. The God that has nothing too hard for Him. There's never a time where we have to go to God and doubt saying, Hey God, I don't know if You can do this. But every time we go to God in prayer, we say, Hey God, the one who can do anything He wants, the one who's all-powerful, I know You can do this, and will You do this request for me? And we never have to doubt whether or not God can do it. And what a great comfort that is. Also, He is the God that provides Genesis 22, verse 13 says, And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. We know in this passage where God told Abraham to take Isaac up and go sacrifice him. And just as Abraham is about to get that knife, or to have that knife, and to sacrifice Isaac on the altar, God says, hey, hold on, hold on. All right, now I know that you love me. Turn around, look, I provided a sacrifice instead. And Abraham lifts up his eyes and he sees the ram caught in the thicket. And he sees that God provided a way to spare his son. Just as God provided a way to spare all of us from eternity in a place called hell. And just as God always provides all our needs for us, and what a blessing it is to know that, hey, God is always going to provide for us. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And God promises that He's going to take care of us. That when we follow Him and serve Him, He's going to be there for us. He's going to take care of us. There's nothing we're ever going to have to worry about. And what a blessing that is. We're also praying to the God of peace. John 14.27 says, Peace I live with, leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What a blessing it is to know that it's the peace of God that's been given to us. Not, not this peace this world tries to offer us saying, Hey, I got. I know a way to give you guys peace. If you just gotta, you, you just gotta, you, you just gotta. And God says, "Hey, no. All you have to do is believe and trust in me, and I'll give you peace." And it's not something like, as as the Bible says. It's not that peace that the world gives. It's it's true peace. It's that peace that passeth all understanding. That peace where the world, people of this world may look at us and see us going through a hard time. And they see us have peace and saying, I don't, I don't know how you're doing it. And you have the blessing or opportunity to say, hey, you know what? It's all because of my Savior, Jesus Christ. And because of what He's promised me in His Word. 
That's how I can have this peace. That's how I can go through this thing and I have peace in it. And it's a testimony of what God can do in our lives. And it's, it's, it's amazing to think about the peace that God gives us. Also, the God we pray to is never changing. Psalm 102, 25-27 says, Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture that shall... As a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. What a blessing and a comfort it is to think about the fact that all these promises that were made in the, in the Bible here, to those in the Old Testament, to those in the New Testament, are still true for us today. To know that no matter what, God doesn't change to know that God says, hey, I'm going to take care of you, means that I, He's going to take care of us now. To know that He wrote way back that, hey, you know what? I'm going to supply all your needs. We can take that today and say, hey, you know what? God wrote He's going to supply all our needs. And I can take that today and say, hey, I know God's going to take care of me and supply all my needs. God promises to give me peace. I know today that God is going to be there to give me peace. God says He's going to comfort us and give us rest. Well, I know that I can go to God today and He can give me comfort and He can give me rest because He's never changing. He is always the same. Also, He is the faithful God. Psalm 89 verse 1 2 says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. What a blessing and comfort it is to know that God is faithful to those that love Him. God is there all the time for us. And what what a blessing it is to know that, hey, you know what? He never leaves nor forsakes us. To know that there's never a time in our life where we say, hey, where was God? Where, where is He? We can always know that He is there with us. And He's always going to be beside us and be there for us. And He's faithful always to the end. Also, we can, we're praying to the God who is the great physician. 1 Peter 2, verses 24-25 says, Who His own self bare our sins in His own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. What a great comfort it is to know that when we put our trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior, when we acknowledge the fact that we were dead to sins, but God loved us so much that He gave His Son to die on the cross in our stead, in our place, and took upon Him the sins of the world so that we could have life and life eternal. That when we put our trust in Jesus Christ for that, and we go to Him, we can know that He will heal us of all our sin. He will take it away and put it in the depths of the sea where it will be remembered no more. What a comfort it is to know that, hey, God is going to be there, as I said earlier, to comfort us, to heal us. Because He is the great Physician. And there, there's so many more things that we could talk about 
about God and the things that He does. But I think these are evidence enough that no matter what, we can have confidence in our God when we go to Him in prayer. And lastly, I want to talk about what we can expect from prayer. You know, when we come before God with the right attitude and a clean heart, we can expect our prayers to be heard by the Almighty. When we come to God knowing that there is nothing in between me and our our Savior, when we know that there is nothing hindering our prayers from being heard, we can know that we can say, Hey God, here's my prayer. And His ear is right there. That He hears everything we are saying. That everything that we have need of, He hears it. Also, that when we pray according to God's will, we can expect those prayers to be answered. Now when we say, God, I know this is something you want me to pray about. God, this is something you've been doing in my life. And God, I want you to help me see it. I want you to work that, make that evident in my life and work it through. We know that God's going to say, yes, that is part of my will for your life. And I'm going to see it through. And He's going to take us through that no matter what it is. And we can also expect in prayer that we'll be able to praise God for answered prayers. As I said, when we go to God with a clean heart and we pray according to His will, God's going to answer those prayers. And we're going to be able to rejoice and be excited about what God's been doing in our lives and how He's answered prayers and how He's done miracles through prayers in our lives. And we're going to get to share that with our Christian friends and with our co-workers and those that are unsaved and saved. And people are going to get to see what God has done in our lives and how He's been working in our lives. And we're going to get to be able to use that as a testimony of what, how good God is for, in our lives. <coughs> Excuse me. Another thing we can expect from prayer is great and mighty things from God. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And so when we go to God in prayer, we can expect great and mighty things to happen. We don't have to, as I said, we don't have to worry about whether or not God has the power. We know God has the power. We know God can do anything He wants. And when we pray according to God's will, no matter how big it seems, we know we can expect something great from God. And lastly, another thing we can expect from prayer is we can expect to grow in faith. When we go to God in prayer and we see Him work in our lives and we see us go through different things and maybe it's just a little thing and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. We can expect our faith to grow as a result of God answering our prayers.